0: and welcome to another episode of the Positive Switch Podcast. Today I thought I would talk about a personal experience, a personal professional experience that I made um, beginning of 2018 and ending in October 2019. It was my first official job, I would say, like where I get, where I used to get um, a quite okay salary and working in an agency with co-workers and you know, carrying the responsibility towards the clients of delivering a service and checking that everything was okay and writing invoices and that kind of stuff so yeah it was like the first official job i would say Um, i had accumulated a couple of jobs experiences before that i um, gave language classes in my former high school and also also at the university i was studying in english and i also worked like you know, the kind of summer jobs that uh, a lot of students do in France where you just work in a factory and the one I was in, it was like frozen pastries and stuff. So I would get a lot of ice cream. But yeah, the disgusting point is that it wasn't vegan. I wasn't vegan at that point. And yeah, it was the, the result of a disgusting separation of a mother and her baby and sexually abusing her and yeah taking the milk for grown up humans who don't need mother milk and especially not from another's pieces so yeah that were some experiences that i had and then in 2018 i at the end of my master's degree basically i had to um make this this experience of having Uh, an internship in a translating kind of job so i i wasn't really actually translating anything i just did some translations during my internship in this uh company and then i went on to become a project manager so if you've never heard of that job there are project managers basically I think in in a lot of companies, almost in every single company, uh, because somehow you have to plan some meetings, you have to plan some projects. So you need someone who is in charge of a specific project. And in the business of translation, sometimes even among the project managers in the translation sector, you have different different kinds of project managers who are more or less involved in the process of the translation. Um, as far as I was concerned, I wasn't really involved in the translation part, but I would have sometimes to review or just like have a quick look at a translation when it was done. But my main job was to make offers for the clients, interesting offers so that they would buy and become a new client maybe or stay a client of ours. And then um, once this offer was confirmed, I would have to look for the appropriate uh, translator in the right field of the translation. So it could have been something um, legal or more economic related or something more scientific and so on. There are like so many different fields, just as there are different types of documents. And then I would give uh, the project to that translator and say, you have that many days, are you interested? And also sometimes you can kind of, um, what's the word, Uh, handle? not handle a bargain what's uh of For English. It's yeah exactly sometimes <laughs> thank you uh sometimes you can negotiate the prices with the translator because of course the goal of a company is to make enough margin so that the company has a good um Ah, this is uh, I'm losing all my all the the words that I I had learned at university yeah basically everything that you've gained the whole it's not the profit but everything that you all the money that you made made at the end and yeah I think before. Um, you pay the employees and the costs the fixed costs and all the other costs that you have that amount of money that's what i'm talking about so of course you want to make enough margin so that you make enough money for the company and yeah so sometimes i would have to negotiate with translators and then when they're done with the project they deliver the finished product i maybe quickly um look at it and check that everything is okay and then i delivered the final product to the client and that was not something for me <laughs> that was really really stressful um there were times I-, I won't lie. there were times where i felt more confident uh where i was kind of even feeling i was getting good at it but then I noticed how this kind of job was just not in alignment with my values because you have so much pressure that sometimes you tend to kind of go out of the way like um, like to kind of remove yourself from your values so that the goal is only money for the company. And so it's even to the point that you feel good when you kind of um, not lie to people but like you feel good basically when you can get all the profit that you can when you can get all the money that you can for a project for your company like when you create big margins even at the cost of some translators not having a lot of money at the end of the project because you are like constantly pushed to make more money and that's um and that's you know that's that's the world we live in that's the capitalist society that we live in and i think it's terrible that that people like feel pushed to kind of just drift away from from their values where they're kind of ready to get involved in some sort of corruption and yeah just for the sole purpose of making money so it's it's really it kind of let's put it that way it's it fucks up with your values and when i noticed that plus um when you add to that the fact that you're not um let's say you're not in a great contact with your uh, co-workers it's not the best atmosphere and also as a vegan it's very difficult i will say as a vegan to find um, a job that doesn't contradict with your values where like everything about the job is ethical it's it's very hard and especially when you have colleagues that talk about the butchered bodies of animals the whole time that they are going to cook, um, in the evening or something like that. About when you have colleagues that, um, talk like that look forward to going to animal prisons, going to zoos, taking their children there and are almost like so proud of it when you're constantly in that kind of um yeah work atmosphere it's it's really kind of taking a toll on a toll yeah i think it's taking a toll on your on your mental health and yeah that plus the stress and basically i felt like i was i was in a prison you are really depending on the job because first if you live like in a city that's quite expensive where the costs are expensive like i was living in dusseldorf in germany then you have not no way out almost and you have this salary that allows you to pay for your bills and pay for your uh, rent and even though you know at the end of the month there's like almost nothing left for you well, you stay in the comfort zone because you are afraid that you're not going to find another job. You're not going to find a job where you have a salary that's, um, pretty decent. And yeah, you don't know if, if you're going to be able to find something that's maybe more ethical or it's very, a lot of doubts there. And, basically i was waking up at around six so it's like this kind of job from nine to five where you're depending on all the orders that you receive from your superior and and sometimes the shit just hits the fan and like you don't expect something to happen and there like suddenly there's this big big project that was kind of in standby and then this project is accepted and then you have like two weeks to achieve this, and you don't have enough translators who can work on it, it's, it's like really, it can really fuck with your mind. And yeah, so nine to five, that's, and for me, it was actually nine to six. So I was, I was working, I think, 40 hours per week. And I just noticed how, how a huge lot that was, because I basically, barely had any time for me left during the week the only thing I could do was uh do the groceries and then some activism and in the morning I would just like wake up super early so that I was sure I could get some time for myself to relax before actually getting into that stressful uh, atmosphere so I only had like yeah 2 hours to do something with my own life with my personal life and passions and in- interests and then when you come back in the evening you're basically so like drained from all that stress and and sometimes the negative energy there that yeah you basically have like no motivation for, for whatsoever um i would say i was doing pretty okay like given that it was such a shitty atmosphere sometimes sometimes I I really have to admit I kept myself busy, I was doing a lot of yoga, I was doing some bouldering and activism really played a huge role I would say because obviously I met my boyfriend there and uh, it was yeah this allowed me basically to stay healthy in my mind and to know not to uh, just basically burn out. And I think I would, if I would have stayed there, I would definitely had gotten a burnout. So what happens is um, I basically, the, the contract ran out. It was over and I was really like just full of doubts. And I, I didn't know where to go what to do should i stay should i leave because i know i was profoundly i was deeply just so disappointed and unsatisfied with that job but you know it's quite comfortable so you're kind of attracted to say yes and to stay although you know you're not gonna get a really much higher salary you're still going to be paid quite crap and yeah even that salary i wasn't even satisfied with the salary i was having there um and still i just yeah kept working and until the chance was there it was like like reaching me the contract is over you can get out of this prison and you can decide what you do with your future and i think this is a point where you choose between what society expects from you and what you truly feel that you want what you want in your life and i knew from I, I knew like already years ago that my dream is to be financially independent i i don't want to get in any orders because it just feels so crappy to be told the whole time what you have to do and in which conditions and that you should always be polite and smile and this and and you can't make any mistakes and otherwise you might lose it in like just one shot maybe thousands of euro for a company and if you do any mistake and it happened to me in that company like there is just so much pressure and I knew, okay, it's also hard to be self employed and, and they definitely, there definitely ha- are some drawbacks to it, but it's, you are responsible for yourself and you are much more free than you would be in any company where you are tied to the superior's decisions and, and, and you are tied to this, to the same co workers the whole time and you can, hardly influence that but when you're sent for employed you choose with which person you want to work and under which conditions and you have the responsibility to organize basically everything and to take care of your invoices and and so on Um, so actually after i uh, i decided not to stay in that company and I think the last day at that company was like, it was the blessing. It was the confirmation you have to leave. Like, there's no way I'm going to stay there. Basically, to give you a whole picture, the last day, I was basically like, um, basically showing my my successor, let's call it, the, the person who was going to be in charge of all my tasks, all my responsibility. Uh, I showed this person everything that what she had to learn and with the clients and how to uh, handle the different projects and so on and i had been talking about veganism with that person and and this person was seemingly quite open to the topic and open and could could relate how it doesn't make sense to, to feed your baby with the mother milk of another species and, and to exploit other beings for that. And, and the last day, basically everyone ordered something. We were delivered uh, something to eat from an Asian restaurant. And after all the hopes I had, all the faith I had in that person, the same person, decides to eat the dismembered body of a duck, she orders the dismembered body of a duck to eat on that day where we're kind of celebrating my departure (laughs) and I'm like, what the fuck, Like, do people actually learn, do they actually have a, a heart still or a brain and I just, I remember on that day, I had to just go to the toilet and cry like so much, so much of, of hatred and anger and frustration, disappointment in human beings in general. I had no faith left whatsoever. And I was like, there's no way I'm going to keep work. How could I even keep working there with people like staying in in this conditioned mind and and thinking that their life depends on exploiting other species it was just such a nonsense and and that was making me sick and I I could feel it there were there were days where I felt so sick and where I had like some of the biggest headaches I I had never had although I was Eating fine and, and my dad was on point. But I definitely feel like at some point your body sends you the signals and the messages that you should leave a job, that there's otherwise there's no way you're going to make it mentally or physically. And so after I left, I actually could, um, I had, uh, how is it called? I was unemployed, so I would get an allowance, I guess. Like, you just get money from the state, uh, because I had worked for one year in total, so I would get for six months, uh, like, half of my salary, so that I could just survive, basically. And since where I'm living now with my boyfriend, it's just so so much less expensive than in Dusseldorf, I can I could afford it so easily. It was just like no biggie, really no pressure and and I still was able I I was even able to save more money than I used to be able to save with my previous job. So that's just to give you an idea of how crappy my salary was there. And um yeah, so basically now um in May, I think, yeah, in May of this year, 2020, uh, I stopped receiving the money from the state as an unemployed. And then that was where I decided to become self employed. And ever since making that choice, I realized it's one of the best choices of my life. Of course, going vegan is like at the top. And I think then comes meeting my boyfriend or like being in a relationship with him and then comes uh, deciding to be self employed and let me tell you why of course you have to take into consideration many things the uh the place where you are living that will like that will determine like how much you have to pay for a rent and how expensive, how like life expenses are here in general, and here in this city where we're, we're living, the rents are generally uh, much lower for an apartment than in Dusseldorf, and I have such a big apartment. I mean, we have so much space, and I pay like like the total um, the total rent that we pay with my boyfriend together is almost what I was paying just for myself in Dusseldorf. So now this makes such a huge difference already. Uh, and then we also have to take into consideration that we don't pay for uh, fresh produce like veggies and, and fruit and sometimes like hummus and other things because we get them from food sharing. So if you don't have food sharing, maybe You have the luck to have a food sharing organization it's a non-profit organization that's in germany at least and in scotland and basically uh we are uh my boyfriend's mom actually rescues foods from supermarkets that would otherwise be uh tossed to the trash from the supermarkets so like perfectly fine foods perfectly fine passion fruits and pineapples and pears and oranges and apples and whatever you want like everything is so perfect and it's been tossed to the trash and like in the whole world I think it's about like one third yeah one third of of all the food that's produced is like just thrown away it's just so disgusting to even think about it but that of course allows us to live so minimalistically in in such a minimalist way and i'm so thankful for that and so yeah how how does it work now basically when you become self-employed it's like you have to go to the tax organization like the tax institution of, of your city or wherever and you have to file um like to to fill up some kind of of um, form, yeah, to sign just this form, and then um, you give it there, and then it's like basically at the end of the year, if you have uh, an accountant or um, I think it's an accountant. Um, wait, is it or uh, or a tax? supervisor i don't even know the name for that job basically a person that you give your invoices to and this person um like is in contact with the tax institution and then at the end of the year you know how much uh taxes you have to pay and how much you can get back from the state also for for expenses that you had um as a self-employed which you can deduct i think yeah that's didak like you can just um take it off your expenses uh yeah so it's i mean it's it's just such for me it's the perfect way of living and working that's that's what comes like that's what comes closest to uh what my actual dream is to become final financially independent uh now like i don't go to work every day because it's all um it's really diverse someday i maybe have no work and then another day i have uh, i give two classes online and maybe uh i work with um actually like a language school that gives tutoring for students um and then i go to give a class there and then i come back home and i give uh, an online class, or just like a simple uh, conversation in English or French, um, which is a service because beforehand I would prepare something. I would prepare the class, and there is the material, like what I'm using, all the different uh, logistics kind of stuff, and and technology that I have to use. So it's just like different. Factors uh, that come into play and then I basically give a service and then in exchange I Get money from my clients and I just make them invoices and at the end of the Of the month I send all my invoices to my clients and Then I basically have enough uh, money to cover all my costs. I can save some money too um and it's just like it's just everything bonus there is nothing unethical unethical about my job uh i have so much enjoyment from my job from working with children and with students i have like some great uh students i must say and i just yeah it's also like you feel you're actually helping many people who wants who just want to improve their uh, language skills and it's a great feeling of just yeah helping out people and seeing how uh, how they improve and how they are just becoming independent with a language and being able to uh, make have a conversation with someone and they can basically go all by, se- all, by all by themselves. Uh, in a country and, and speak in French or English thanks to you and that you worked together to improve that so it's um, yeah a really good feeling um, like I said nothing unethical about my work it's just about giving classes and I use my second-hand uh, laptop and sometimes my second-hand phone if I have to um, there is no harm done to anyone i don't have to deal with um stupid co-workers and and negative energy um i decide when i wake up and then when i go to sleep i can work and have a tea at my side at the same time or make me a coffee or make me a little snack i it's so yeah there's just so much more freedom in this kind of job and there is nothing that i regret from my former job now i realize that i would never want to go back to such a job that basically it it like robs so much of your time then You have no time left for your friends, for your family. You are almost depressed. For many, in many cases, a lot of people are depressed from their job. They go into burnout. They get into alcohol or other drugs, and it's just like just think about it. Like at the end of your life, you would have, you will have spent more time in a job that you didn't like as spending time with your family and friends and doing something that you like. It's just, for me, it's so saddening that not more people realize this, that, and plus um, something that Mark and I have realized is that the majority of, peop- of people would rather exchange their lifetime for money as having more time to spend with their family. Like most people on this planet are just like always rushing to or like pursuing money and material things, wanting the, the, a bigger car or a bigger apartment or more clothes or whatever, you name it so they are ready to sacrifice most of their time just for that money that will get them the dream car or the dream house or whatever i know they would rather do that than have just enough money to be happy to survive to cover their costs and have time left to spend with their family and and having the most precious time that they can have doing something that they like it's really it's almost killing me this this thought that this is the reality we live in and i think that's actually that's an illusion that people are living in because they're not living up to their true standards that they're not living up to their values and they're they are basically not living up to their own truth. And it's just really, yeah, really saddening. But I hope that somehow this episode can maybe inspire you or someone to really make a decision that makes sense in your heart, to go for the job that makes you vibrate, make you go for the job that truly like gives you thrills and where you're excited about just with the thought of of driving to that job or maybe becoming self-employed yourself and yeah just just doing really what fuels you what what's yeah, vibrates in you, and and not going to a job where you get like, like some kind of of um, belly aches and and headaches and just basically feeling bad just at the thought of going to your job. That's already a sign that that's a crappy job for you, and it's not done for you at all. So, just be aware of how you feel, be aware of the signs that are out there that the universe is sending you or whatever you believe in. Pay attention to the signs and ask yourself, am I really meant to stay in that crappy or not decent job just to make money and not being able to to serve the world with a better purpose? just ask yourself the right questions and When you notice that it's the right time Don't be scared. Don't be scared about whatever might happen and am I going able to have enough money and it's I know it's it's easier said than done and especially in in the times we are living in now where it's mostly unsure but Whatever you're meant to be, whatever you're meant to do, when you go on that path, when you go in that direction, then everything will fall into place. If if you stay in a job that's not meant for you, you will keep getting the signs, and when you're on the right way, like everything will just come at you, and everything just will just be there for you will come at the right time because it's it's your purpose it's where you're supposed to go and and yeah i think nothing and no one can stop you from doing what you're meant to be doing so yeah thank you for tuning in thank you for listening or watching uh, this episode today and staying with me i hope that will give you some food for your thoughts and don't hesitate to just exchange with me to uh you know get in touch whether it's on instagram youtube wherever and maybe leave a review if you are looking also for english classes or french classes for beginner if you're looking just for uh, conversational classes please just get in touch as well i will be really happy to help you improve and i will tell you that i love you that i'm sure everything will fall into place for you trust the universe trust the science be true to yourself and i will see you in the next episode bye